welcome to the Witchy Work Wishes podcast, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. Welcome to Witchy Work Wishes. I am your host, Charlene, and you're joining me today for episode number 24, Working with the Elements. And this podcast is about the element of earth. This is the last element, one of a four-part series uh, that I went over um, each of them. I talked about the water element back on a December podcast, the element of fire in January, and the element of air in February. Today we are wrapping up everything with the elements and talking about earth. So I always like to pull... Uh, and review three things I did over the weekend to help with my witchcraft practice before jumping into the main topic. And this past weekend was nice and relaxing. Of course, I was back out in my yard cleaning things up. My podcast about the Fae really motivated me (laughs) to get back in my yard and tidy things off so I don't piss anyone off. It was actually nice working in the yard and grounding myself, especially while working on this episode, about the element of earth. I also planted uh, the shallots that I previously mentioned, along with some romaine lettuce. I already have a beautiful, huge, and healthy rosemary bush in my front yard, so I grabbed some clippings from it to propagate a couple of smaller plants as well, you know, so I can have some fresh rosemary in my home. I think I'll grab some clippings for the office too, since, you know, that bright um, stem purple flower uh, that rosemary bushes get are in full bloom right now. And we are really chatty outside, aren't we? My goodness. So I pulled out my goals for 2023, and I did do some work on them. Now, goals are great, but of course, won't come to life if we don't actively work on them. So I personally love the process of making goals and the satisfaction of checking the items off as I complete them. List making in general is really something I like and have always been um, good at making, you know, like New Year goals. Uh, But for now, we are wrapping up quarter one as March is, you know, coming to a close. So I am three months into the year and I really wanted to check in to see how I'm coming along with my goals. The first thing I did was open my little notebook and I read a dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. A plan backed by action becomes reality. I really need to put more action into my plan so I keep the momentum moving forward. I am happy with what has happened you know, so far this year, but it was nice to take some time on Sunday and look everything over again and kind of check in with myself on my progress. So I, I, I did add a couple of immediate action items to my to-do list for this week that I will be working on. I had the great opportunity to be a guest speaker on Witch Wednesdays um, over this past weekend and have uh, really had a fun talk with the host, uh, Steph. Of course, you'll hear my chatty group right now. <laughs> you'll hear my resident crows and love bug chime in uh, during the recording with her honestly, at the most amazing point, literally right as we we were talking about crows. 
it was all quiet. We started talking about crows and they chimed right in. So we both had to giggle a little bit as it seemed pretty on cue. Um, I'll let you guys know when, which Wednesdays, uh, when that podcast airs so you guys can listen. I did go back to my animal oracle deck for my weekly card pull and I got the seahorse spirit. This card tells me to watch and wait. Now, what does that mean? Well, I had to look it up. So the card says, hovering gracefully, the seahorse observes with the perspective on one who is not engulfed by the drama, remaining at a distance from all of the turbulence. The seahorse spirit appears, excuse me, at this time to remind you of the need to be neutral and gain perspective. It's time to say, not my circus, not my monkeys. That even if I am tempted to jump into the fray and try to fix things, the best way to serve myself and others right now is to remain calm and simply watch and see. So, that is what I'm doing this next week. (laughs) I'm taking a step back and observing. I like that. You know, this week is our, our, our waxing moon, so gaining strength and perspective is perfect right now as the moon gains power and light. Speaking of the moon, well, our beautiful moon is in her first quarter phase right now, also known as a waxing phase. So this is a time when the moon is getting brighter and brighter and bigger and gearing up for her full moon stage next week. It's kind of like a halfway point between the new moon and the full moon stages. For now though, in a waxing phase, it's all about balance. It's not an unusual time to maybe feel a bit more you know, outgoing when it's at a halfway point like this. The moon is gaining power, but it's not yet full. So it's a good time to do short-term spell work. Things that you know will build your momentum for what you'll be doing uh, potentially on the full moon. So good things to do right now and the rest of this week is anything that's um, positive for growth and creation. You know, what do you want to attract and develop? It's about receiving love and building your strength. Okay, I'm going to go grab my show notes so we can jump into elemental work with Earth. Today for episode number 24, we are working with the elements, and this podcast is about the element of Earth. This is the last element in a four-part series going over each of them. If you are new to my Witchy Work Wishes podcast, I try to pull topics from my own wish list of things that I would like to incorporate into my work routine and business world. (laughs) So on the podcast, I do break down the topics into three pretty much main areas. I always grab some general history on the subject. Then I go into, you know, specifically working with it in our practice and then wrap up how to incorporate it into our jobs and office. And I almost always try to end the podcast with a personal poem that I write about the subject. All right. So today I've got uh, what the elements are, specifically earth how to use and work with the elemental energy of Earth, and then bringing the element of Earth into our office and work. So what is the element of Earth? Well, the four elements are air, fire, water, and Earth. 
you will most always see them represented with a pentacle symbol. And I know this has different interpretations. I've mentioned this before. Um, But for me and this podcast uh, series, I refer to the Western version of the pentacle, which is a five-pointed star representing the spirit in the four physical elements of um, air, fire, water, and earth. So what is elemental magic? So it really is getting down to the basic balance of everything in nature. In my personal opinion, the elements provide a harmony that we can either flow with or fight against. They each represent an energy in nature and a vibration that connects us all. So back on my episode on the element of water, I talked about the Greek philosopher Empedocles and how he believed that the elements were the root of all that was created. And Hippocrates, who many of us know as the father of medicine, believed in treating his, pa- uh, his patients excuse me, with natural remedies. And he took the workings of Empedocles to create the four humors of the body. So the symbols of our four elements are, of course, a single triangle for fire with the point up, a single triangle for water with the point down, air is a triangle pointed up with a line across the middle, and earth is a triangle pointed down with a line across the middle. So let's do the basics first. Now, realistically, we could probably say that everything is an earth element because it's all on earth. But there are some basics that are more strongly tied to earth. So earth's direction is north. Time is midnight and the season is winter. Colors are brown, black, green, and gold. The signs for earth are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. And our two planets are Venus and Saturn. Crystals and stones will be emeralds, jet, tourlamine, quartz, granite, bedrock, salt, peridot, onyx, jasper, azurite, amethyst, and hematite. Of course, right, working with the element of earth, I think crystals and stones all come from the earth in some form or fashion. So in that sense, we can say all of them belong to earth. Um, hematite though is a really heavy crystal so that one in particular is great to use when working with the earth energy and you know if you want to be grounded our metals are iron lead and brass our plants for earth will be oak cedar ivy primrose sage uh, sage cypress honeysuckle magnolia patchouli and then any of your grains and nuts Think of plants and trees and their roots, you know, connecting to earth. Our earth animals are the wolf, deer, cow, dog, horse, bear, and buffalo. Deities are, of course, first and foremost, Mother Earth. (laughs) We also have Diana, Gaia, who, another name for Mother Earth, uh, Thor, Demeter, and Rhea. And then there are some other ones that I'm not super familiar with, and hopefully I pronounced their names right. Seridin, uh, Seridwin, Ceres, uh, Persephone, Arin, Grierman, Dionysus, and Serunius. Boy, I hopefully did not butcher those too much. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, our nature spirits for the earth element are going to be gnomes, dryads, trolls, and dwarfs, brownies, and leprechauns. Uh, elemental earth tools are the pentacle 
salt, stones, pentagram, and a cauldron. So what does all of this bring to us? Well, the earth element is all about grounding and strength. It's our foundation. Earth is about nature and our animals, our forests, and our gardens. Earth is about abundance, growth, and prosperity. It's about you know, being strong with our foundations and being stable in our lives. Earth has a strong healing energy to it that will bring us down to our basics. Now, we've all heard the term down to earth, right? <laughs> when describing someone. Well, the term has survived a long time because we all really know what that means. We do have four separate elements, but earth really does encompass all of them. Our signs for earth are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Now, I have a handful of Taurus in my life, and I do feel like I know this sign pretty well. Taurus is a loving sign. They are pretty reliable and calm. They are loyal and determined, but can also be a little stubborn and short-tempered. Now, Virgo are responsible people. They are smart, uh, magnetic, and disciplined. That's an organized sign, and they can be meticulous about their surroundings and are pretty sensitive in nature. Now, Capricorn... They're very ambitious. Right? This is a confident sign that is very goal-oriented and practical. Capricorns are helpful, funny. I know I said ambitious, but I can't say that one enough. <laughs> but these three signs uh, in general really do bring a bunch of different energy into the earth element. And they do, at the end, all kind of tie together. Now, in classical philosophy, Plato, a Greek philosopher, said the element of earth was dark, thick, and very quiet. Aristotle, also a Greek philosopher, said earth was the heaviest of the elements. Okay, how can we use and work with the element of earth? Have you heard of earthing? The term has become maybe a little bit more popular recently, but basically it's the same thing as grounding. And this means the physical act of touching and connecting our body, usually our feet, to the dirt and the you know, ground on the Earth's surface. By having our bare feet touch the ground, the electrons are able to enter our body. Now, this exchange of energy is said to affect our cells and organs and lead to better sleep, improved moods, a reduction of stress and anxiety, and less pain and inflammation. I am not saying this medically. <laughs> While I know there have been studies, this is a general suggestion of how earthing can impact us. If you can, look up earthing or grounding. There are a bunch of great tips on how to do it, even if you can't you know, physically get outside and play in the dirt. Second, for you know the green witch and the kitchen witch, earth is probably a very well-used element for us. Working in and with dirt is a direct connection to the earth element, and with that comes plants, plants, more plants, herbs, trees, and flowers. Uh, it's spring, so now is the time for planting our seeds and growing our garden. We can use seeds for spells of change. We can plant seeds, you know, to be um, specific for our practice and what our you know, spells need for ingredients. If you use a bunch of rosemary in your practice, you know, having a rosemary bush will be important, um, and so on and so forth. So we're, with any plants and herbs that you use often, so know your practice and plan out what herbs you use the most, and that is a great place to start your garden with. Third, I've got burying spells. If you are 
in the practice of burying the remains of your spells in dirt, whether you know it is to finish a spell or maybe have the energy of the dirt keep working with the spell to have it gain energy, there are more favorable locations for this. If you are inviting or directing something to you, you want to bury the remains in the front yard. If you bury them in the backyard, you will of course be wanting something to stay and the energy to remain. For spells to remove something and you know where you're saying goodbye to it, the, um, the place really does need to be away from you. You need to bury the remains in a different location. Okay, fourth I've got sigils. Now I have not done an episode about sigils, but they sure do seem to come up with just about everything I have talked about so far. So that's probably on my near future uh, to-do list for a podcast. And, you know, burying a sigil, it really is a great way to work with the earth element. So whatever sigil you're currently looking, you know, to bring life to, you can bury it. And then as the sigil starts to fade in the ground, the spell will gain power as it absorbs the earth's energy. In turn, bringing life to your workings. Fifth, I've got um, earth on your altar or witchcraft space. And how it is a great way to work with the element. You can use, you know, a cloth with the brown, green, and black colors. You can, of course, have plants on your altar and green candles, maybe a figurine of a gnome or one of the earth uh, spirits. And, of course, pictures of the earth uh, deities. Six, I've got candle magic. You know, use the color green, of course, for your earth spells and energy work. I know green or the color green uh, for candle work is more popular with money spells, or, you know, maybe used for growth and abundance, good luck and prosperity. But the green candle magic really can be used for the earth element since green is associated with nature and growth. If you work with candles in a protection circle, green will represent north, air is east, and that will be your white or yellow candle. Fire is south, and that will be your red candle. And then the west is water, and that will be your blue candle. But for earth and candle magic, Go green. Seventh is working with the earth spirits. Now, I just did a podcast about the Fae last week, but working with the earth spirits in general is a wonderful way to honor Mother Earth. These will be our gnomes, trolls, and dwarfs, brownies, and leprechauns. If you're looking to do any protection or cleansing work outside, be sure not to use salt. The Fae and fairies do not like salt. And salt is actually bad for the um, earth element in general outside. It's not good for animals. It's not good for the soil and dirt. And it's not good for the environment. Um, You can use salt uh, by putting it in a bowl or maybe a jar or, you know, some type of container. But definitely don't bury it in the ground um, or sprinkle it in the dirt. Gnomes started in Scotland as woodland fae, but are now part of many woodland forest uh, type areas all around the world. They are a part of the earth element and completely connected to nature, so that is where their energy goes when helping, to our animals and plants. Gnomes are not known for a bunch of human contact and are said to, you know, steer clear of us. Visually, gnomes are said to be small, dwarf-like beings that age really fast, giving them that old appearance. Brownies are a home fairy, and they are called brownies because of their brown clothing and earthy look. Now, brownies started in Scottish stories, but quickly grew into English and German folklore too. Originally, they helped uh, farmers with outdoor chores while the farmers slept. 
but now really work with um, families that, that need them. And of course, the longer a brownie stays with you, the more good luck you'll have. And they are known actually to really be drawn to our pets and making friends with them. Now, dryads are fairies that are tied to a specific tree. And it would be great if you had one in your backyard that had a face type on it. Um, the actual tree is not the fairy, but the fairy does live inside the tree. So these types of fairies are known to be very, very nice. Uh, Celtics started the leprechaun story back in the 8th century, saying the fairies, leprechauns, about two to three feet tall, lived by the water. They are known for being the cobblers of the fairy world and makers of shoes. Um, they are also known as bankers. Okay, eighth, I've got meditation. And this one is not a familiar topic for me, but one that is on my 2023 goal list so I can bring more balance into my life. I did find a YouTube channel when writing up this podcast um, outline that had the earth element music playing and it quickly and effectively slowed me right down. It had very low tones, um, slow sounds that blended and flowed back and forth. I would imagine the energy to be even greater if I was barefoot outside in my backyard listening to it, or maybe you know, seated directly on the ground to connect to earth while the music played. I saved the channel um, so I can go out uh, this coming weekend and do just that. I'm going to give it a try. You know, witch or no witch, there is scientific evidence about physically connecting to earth and what it does for us. Every time we can be out in nature, absorbing the earth's energy and incorporating practices into our personal routines to you know, help and protect and nourish it, it really will be honoring Mother Earth and directly working with the earth element. Okay, ninth, I've got honoring Mother Earth in our daily practices. And this one might not be super witchy in that it does not include a spell or specific working, but there is so much we can personally do to honor Mother Earth and her environment. Whether that is recycling your home trash, you know, volunteering with ocean cleanup crews or beach restoration, maybe you buy less and live a modest life with very little clutter and noise, or maybe for you it's more with animals and wildlife and volunteering to save and protect them. There really are so many ways to help Mother Earth. Some are on a huge scale and some are on a tiny scale that can easily be incorporated into our daily routines. Whatever speaks to you, you'll know. And in turn, that will motivate you to participate and help. Okay, let's bring the element of earth into our office and work. So number one, I mentioned using dirt to bury the remains of a spell. Well, if you do a specific spell for your work and career, you can actually bury the spell in your office plant dirt. Even better if it's a plant that is in your specific space or actually, you know, on your desk. Since I don't know what your spell was or will be made of, I don't know if it will potentially be toxic to your office plant, so just be, be mindful of what you are wanting to bury and what the consequences may be for the living plant. Okay, number two, again, plants, plants, and more plants. <laughs> this live earth energy is wonderful for the office environment for many reasons. Plants visually break up the harsh corporate coldness that office you know, spaces have. They provide a natural air purification, which helps us breathe better. Plants are natural humidifiers. They release moisture into the air. They increase our oxygen, which in turn helps reduce stress and anxiety. And we all know how stressful work can be. Plants can also reduce noise. They you know, soften the office environment, which provides for less 
harsh surfaces uh, for noise to bounce off of. All right, three, I've got candle work. If you're brave and want to work with a leprechaun and invite that energy into your office, you can do a specific spell um, designed for them. If you can't have an actual green candle lit at your desk, you can use a battery-powered one. Four, um, I pulled little desk figurines. You know, the gnome phenomenon <laughs> and our retail industry have so many options now for incorporating that visual into our office. And even though the you know, general population's opinion about gnomes and what we associate them to be with, you know, the earth element and the fae, of course, that's going to be different. But it is an easy way to bring in Mother Earth to our office and desk. So this goes for anything really, right? Figurines or decorations of gnomes, trolls, dwarfs, brownies, and leprechauns. All of that would invite the earth element into our office without giving too much alarm to the, you know, witchy vibe. Another easy, worky type thing to have at your desk is actually a globe. Now, certainly corporately acceptable, <laughs> a globe on your desk is a wonderful thing to look at if you need a quick reminder about our powerful Mother Earth and her grounding energy. Number five, I've got uh, sigils and work attire. Now I've mentioned using the rollerball of perfume to you know, put a sigil on your body before going into the office. That's a great and easy way to incorporate the energy that you are wanting to bring into your work environment. Wearing earthy colors, stones and crystals as your jewelry and so forth is also an easy and quick way to capture that energy too. Lastly, I, I've just got get outside. You know, go, go out on your lunch break. It sounds simple, but it sure is effective in breaking up the workday. Get outside, soak up the sun, even if it's just for a minute. Take your shoes off if you can and feel the element of earth. Walk on her ground and breathe in her air and just be. Not like meditation be, but you know, take a moment for yourself and breathe and be outside. Well, I did write a poem for today's podcast, so I will go grab that and I will be right back. All right, I have got my poem, so here we go. To all the grounding powers that be in the beautiful rainbows that I can see, to the forest in its magical way, and the medicinal herbs I use today. Mother Earth, I now call forth the strong and stable element of north. May your evergreens and faithful oaks keep safe the fae and fairy folks. Your wildlife brings me joy and peace and will always be my stress release. Rooted in your strength and might, my guidance is your dark and light. So here and now, to the powers that be, bring Gaia's grounding balance to me. I call to nature in my witchy space and our Mother Earth, who I embrace. Thank you so much for joining me today. Next week's podcast is all about creating a witchy work desk, which I cannot be more excited to dive into that subject and talk about. After that, I'll be starting a two-part series all about crow and raven magic, Yep, my little guys keep calling to me. We can't put it off any longer. <laughs> and I do have Annika who is going to be uh, joining me for um, that two-part series. For now, though, that is all I have for you this week. 
Have a great rest of your week and weekend, and I'll talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me today at Witchy Work Wishes, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. For more information and additional content, please visit me online at witchyworkwishes.com. If you want to send me a personal note, please email me at info at witchyworkwishes.com. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Witchy Work Wishes.